All right. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. Today is Thursday, which means that it is vlog day. And yeah, yeah, I'm back here shooting a vlog. I was gone for about a week, so thanks everybody for just hanging in there. I went back to my old stomping grounds. I don't I've always hated that term. I've always hated that term of stomping grounds. Does that term annoy anybody else? But I went back home to Lake Tahoe, Nevada to visit with my family to see my old friends back in the day, or back in the day, back in Nevada. And it was good. It was great. It was great time. I got to see my mom. I got to see my brothers, uh, my brother and his family. I got to see some of my very good friends. I got to see Sarah up in Lake Tahoe. I got to go hang out with my buddy Mark Moots. And I also went to a vape meet that just happened to be happening at the same time in Carson City at Nevada Vapor Supply. So a lot of people were there too. Local vape was there. I was there. Uh, I got to see a bunch of friends there as well as John from Craving Vapor as well as Stefan and Danielle from Not Blowing Smoke. They were there as well. It was it was just an all-around good time, but I'm back home, I'm back in San Diego now, and I am ready to freaking vlog my face off. So let me get out my vlog notes here and see what I have actually prepared. It's not going to be a whole bunch, but uh, it's kind of going to be a whole bunch. So the first thing, uh, well, okay, so as per usual, we're going to start off this vlog with uh, a little bit of advocacy. We're going to be talking about the guy running against Senator Blumenthal in Connecticut. There's a video from AEI.org that someone sent me I thought was really interesting. Um, a bunch of other advocacy stuff. Of course, there's going to be beer. Of course, there's going to be some shout-outs. I have a whole mess of first impressions. And I do have a another Getting to Know Grim Green segment, which could be kind of interesting or could be... I don't know, kind of boring. What did everyone think of the last segment? Again, if you have any questions, uh, not horribly intrusive questions, but anything you'd like to know more about, and we'll talk about on the getting to know Grim Green section of the vlog, I might include it in a future vlog. Let me know in the comments down below. I've already had some suggestions. but uh, So we're going to start off this vlog. Kassah posted on their social media, HR 2058 is officially a bipartisan bill now. Yay! Yay! And that's the thing. Um, all that means is that not just one party supports it. So before it was completely Republican uh, supporting HR 2058. And HR 2058 is crucial. It is going to lay the groundwork for future legislation. So having bipartisan support on HR 2058 is an incredibly good thing. And up until now, up until recently, it was only Republicans, which, you know what? Great. Thank you, all the Republicans. But we got our first Democrat. I don't know his name. Uh, I probably should have written that down. But we have a Democrat. Bipartisan support. It just makes the bill stronger and more appealing to other Democrats, for other people. If other Democrats go, oh, well, this guy from this state, he's a Democrat and he supports that bill. Maybe I'll take a closer look at it. It's that kind of thing. It just makes the bill overall stronger. And like I said, H.R. 2058 is important. It is crucial as well as the Cole Bishop Amendment. But H.R. 2058 is truly going to uh, lay the groundwork for future legislation regarding the FDA and stuff like that. Also, Blumenthal. So up in Connecticut, I believe it's Connecticut. I think it's Connecticut. Yes. Yes, it is Connecticut. Senator Richard Blumenthal. Nobody, I don't, I've never spoke to a person that actually likes this guy. He is the a senator from, uh, from Connecticut, and he has been uh, passionately against vaping. I mean, really against vaping. Like, 
unreasonably against vaping in his state and on a national level as well. Well, he is up for re-election, and there is somebody running against him, a fellow named Dan Carter. Dan Carter actually emailed me, and we exchanged a few emails. He seems like a super nice guy, but you can head over to uh, carterforvapors.com, and I'll post a link down in the description. Um, I don't, other than looking at his website... I don't know anything about Dan Carter uh, other than he is pro-vaping, good, and he's running against Blumenthal, awesome. I don't know this guy's chances. I don't know where he stands on other policies as far as policies go, but if you're in Connecticut, definitely, definitely check out carterforvapors.com, Dan Carter for the U.S. Senate. Let's peruse his website a little bit. Hi, meet Dan Carter. New leadership, deliver, delivering results for Connecticut. Okay, so he has, uh, he does have political experience. Um, it says that in 2010, he beat a popular two-term incumbent uh, for state representative uh, in Connecticut. Uh, evidently, he's quite an established guy. Sure, you know what? He's he's Dan Carter. He's pro vaping. He's running against Blumenthal. Those are like. The key points, anything else that you want to dig into about this guy and see where he stands on other issues, absolutely. He's got uh, the family, looks like the wife and the kids and that, and this, that, and the other. And at the bottom, he has uh, a whole get involved thing. He says, we have an opportunity to work together to help rebuild the state of Connecticut. I want to be your voice, your voice in Washington. There are many ways to volunteer from walking door to door to hosting meet and greet events. Please let us know how you can help. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm not going to link to all of those. I will just be linking to Carter for Vapors uh, down in the description of this video in the little, probably in the little advocacy bar, in the little advocacy section of the description. And you guys, if you don't look at the description, cool. If you just watch the vlog, awesome. There are literally... I believe I measured, and it was a fuck ton of links down in the description of this video. I, I spend quite a bit amount of, you know, quite a large amount of time gathering all these links. Every every vape product that I talk about, I include down in there. Every link that I talk about as far as Instagram accounts or like this, Carter for Vapors or any advocacy links, it's all in the description. Basically, everything I talk about in this video, I try to get down in the description. I might miss a few things here and there, but it is literally a metric fuck ton of links down there. So please, please go check out the advocacy links as well as everything I talk about, all the stuff that I'm like, oh, here's what I've been vaping. Here's all my first impressions. Here's all the liquids I've been vaping. All down, all down in the description. So moving on from there, a fella named Daniel sent me a great video. Oh, I'm unshaven. I apologize for my unshaven appearance. I just, you know, sometimes you... uh you go on vacation and you forget to shave. And that That's just a thing that happens. So I apologize. I am definitely unshaven right now. But a fellow named Daniel sent me a video. And this is a fantastic video. It is also a two-hour-long video. But it's basically the American Enterprise Institute, which I didn't know who they were, but we'll get to that in a second. They have a informational panel video regarding the new FDA regulations they're imposing on vapor products. So it's a great video. And so I'm, I'm watching this video and this is a video that you can put on and you can play in the background, like 
pay attention to it while you're doing other stuff. There's no way I could have sat, like I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how I could have sat for two hours and watched this panel of people in suit and ties uh, talking about the FDA regulations. Just sit and like focus and like watch it, you know what I mean? But having it on sort of in the background as I'm checking Twitter or as I'm checking Facebook and stuff like that, it's much easier to digest and it's actually a really, really great video. Some of the stuff that these people are saying, it, it makes unbelievable sense. Obviously, they're concerned, heavily concerned about the FDA deeming regulations as we all are. And these people don't have any stake in the business. And that is the best type of people. Those are the best type of people to have on your side. Those are the people that you want you know, fighting for you, people that don't run a vape company, people that aren't vapers, people that don't have a pony in the race, people that aren't in the vape industry, third party people, those are the absolute best, 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 best kind of people that you can have fighting for you. So I'm listening to this video and I'm going, this is, this is fantastic. This is just a great video all around, right? But I don't know who the American Enterprise Institute is. So you know what I did? I got on Google and I just looked and the AEI and I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, well, they appear to be scholars. Okay. They appear to be in Washington. It's kind of a slightly confusing website, but then you can get to their about section. And you go over to their about section. It says AEI is a private, nonpartisan, not-for-profit institution dedicated to research and education on issues of government, politics, economics, and social welfare. Welfare. AEI's purpose is to serve leaders and the public through research and education on the most important issues of the day goes on from there. AEI's research is conducted through seven primary research divisions, economic, foreign, defense policy, politics, public opinion, education, health, energy, and environment, as well as society and culture. More than two people work, 200 people work at AEI's headquarters in Washington, D.C. In addition, adjunct scholars and fellows, mainly at research universities around the United States, conduct research for AEI's participation in its conferences. Basically, I don't want to say the gist that I got from this, and I, and I hate this term, AEI, I want to say they're like a watchdog group, but I literally, uh, along with stomping grounds, I, I can't stand the term watchdog group. Basically, they sum it up here and they say the American Enterprise Institute is a community of scholars and supporters committed to expanding liberty, increasing individual opportunity, and strengthening free enterprise. There you go. That's their whole mission statement out there, and they released a fan-freaking-tastic two-hour-long video regarding the new FDA rule, regarding the new FDA regulations as it you know pertains to vapor products. Really great. I highly suggest muscling through as much as you can and, and keep coming back to it. Sometimes that's what I do, especially with longer videos, especially with Phil Basardo videos, is I will sit and watch about like, I don't know, 10 minutes at a time. And then it's like, oh, well, I got to go do this thing. So I'll come back and then I'll watch another five minutes. And I'm like, oh, well, let me do this. Let me type out these emails real fast. And then I'll watch another 10 minutes. And that's a really good way to kind of get through long videos like that. I'm only assuming, I can only assume that that's what people do with the vlog as well. It's like, well, let's, well, let's maybe watch it in like 10 minute increments. But 
I'll have links, obviously, like I said before, always way down in the description uh, to this video as well as the AEI uh, About Me page so you can read more about them. So additionally, in the description to this video, I'm going to have a link to uh, Dr. Mike Siegel's blog. And if you don't read Dr. Siegel's blog on the regular, you are really missing out. He is a, a great dude who runs a great little blog here. He's got some really great ideas. Um, it says, I'm just going to read you the description of the blog. Dr. Siegel is a professor in the Department of Community Health Sciences, Boston University School of Public Health. He has 25 years of experience in the field of tobacco control. He previously spent two years working at the Office of Smoking and Health at the CDC, where he conducted research on secondhand smoke and cigarette advertising. He has published nearly 70 papers related to tobacco. He testified in the landmark Engel lawsuit against the tobacco companies, which resulted in an unprecedented $145 billion verdict against the industry. He teaches social and behavioral sciences, mass communications, and public health, and public health advocacy in the Masters of Public Health program at Boston University. So, needless to say, Dr. Mike Siegel is anti-tobacco. Additionally, Dr. Mike Siegel is very, very, very pro vaping and he has a great uh, this is a great entry uh, I apologize that it's a little bit late it came out last week on June 5th but it's entitled the last straw anti-tobacco groups are actively promoting smoking Whew, shocking headline right this is a great blog entry it's long there's a lot to read there's a lot to digest that's going on in here but it is it is great. When it gets down to the end here, I'm just, I want to read you kind of one of my favorite parts of this whole blog entry uh, under the rest of the story, which if you click below, you'll see it. He basically says, there is no greater action that the FDA could take to promote cigarette smoking than to ban the use of flavors in e-cigarettes. And by supporting such a ban, the anti-smoking groups are essentially promoting cigarette smoking within the population. Brilliant. Oh, this guy, it's like he went into my brain and then put all this stuff in his blog. And I'm not even going to start comparing myself to doctor, a doctor, Dr. Mike Siegel. But the fact that he just said there's no greater action the FDA could take to promote cigarette smoking than to ban the use of flavors and e-cigarettes. By supporting such a ban, a flavor ban, the anti-smoking groups are essentially promoting cigarette smoking within the population. That's amazing. That's smart. I highly encourage you. Uh, I know that Dr. Mike Siegel is also on Twitter. I know I follow him, but I'm not sure. I'll try to track down a link to his uh, Twitter so you can follow him there as well. But I definitely highly, highly recommend uh, getting over to his blog, which has a long name. It's tobaccoanalysis.blogspot.com. But I'll post a link in the description to this particular entry that I found very interesting and uh, read it. I mean, read it, follow the guy. He's smart. He is anti-tobacco. He is pro-vaping. And the stuff that he says is, you know, there's nothing sugar-coated. I mean, just even the title of this blog entry, anti-tobacco groups are actively promoting smoking. 
There's there's no there's no sugar coating in that. That's just hard truth. And uh, you know what, Doctor Siegel's laying it out there. So uh, props to you, Doctor Siegel. Right. So we've already been talking about uh, a lot of advocacy. HR twenty fifty eight bipartisan now. Mr. Dan Carter running against Blumenthal, the AEI dot org, as well as Doctor Mike Siegel. There was one last thing. This is going to be a long vlog, just as a heads up. There was one last thing. Alex sent me an email that I wanted to read, and uh, I'm not going to be able to read it because part of my camera is actually covering up uh, the words. So here we go. Uh, Alex writes to me, and this is great. Alex writes to me, and he says, Hey, Nick, I've emailed you before about your bomb-ass juice. Okay, that's I. That's hilarious. I like it when uh, I. I think Alex, you are the first person to ever describe uh, my juice as bomb ass. Which you know what? That's a, I'm taking that as a huge compliment. Uh, but anyway, I was hoping that you could make a video slash mention in a video to the small vape shop owners and employees. We all know that they watch your videos, or at least I know some of my local shop employees and owners watch your videos. But out of the multiple local shops, I have heard just one single business owner of one very small shop run all by himself talk to me about advocacy and the FDA regulations. The bigger shops always have more customers, ranging in experience and age, and they tell nobody anything about what's going on and what's going to happen. So those who don't know, never will. So call them out. I've tried to talk to every shop employee I can about it, but it's just bullshitting. And then have a nice day. So please, Nick, call out Colorado Springs Vape Shops and any other vape shops not helping us win this fight. Thank you for reading this. If you have time, peace, love, uh, Alex from Colorado Springs. And this isn't, I'm not calling anybody out, and this isn't just for Colorado Springs Vape Shops. This is for any vape shop that has ever existed or is currently existing ever. If you care about your business, if you care about your customers, you you really should be informing them about uh, the FDA deeming regulations as well as whatever state and local it, uh, you know legislation is getting passed in your state. If you're in, I mean, I can't even list all the states that have legislation going on right now. How about Illinois? How about Indiana? How about fucking California? You should be educating your uh, your employees. You should be educating your customers. Uh, I saw recently in this, they aren't a brick and mortar store. Maybe they do and I just don't know it. But Mount Baker Vapor with all their orders was sending out just a printed off piece of paper. Like it looked like a flyer for a music show. And it said, hey, here's what's going on. Thank you for your support of Mount Baker Vapor. The FDA wants to limit your access to these vapor products. Here's what you can do to help change the law so that we can have safe, uh, readily available vapor products. So if you're in a vape shop, if you're in a vape shop and you're watching this right now, ask whoever's working about what's going on. Or if you have a local vape shop that you go to constantly, like you're like, hey, I like to go to Big Mike's Cloudy Vapes out on 8th Street, which I don't know, maybe that does exist. I don't know. You go to Big Mike's Cloudy Vape Shop out on 8th Street and you go in there and you ask about the FDA regs and Big Mike himself is there and he doesn't know what's going on. You need to educate the shops so that they can educate more people. That's how this works. That's how information gets spread around. People educate me, and then I get to tell all these other people about it, and hopefully all these other people about it tell all these other people about it. That's how good information gets spread around. So absolutely, if you're in a vape shop, 
you should be educating yourself, your employees, and your customers on everything that's happening uh, legislatively with vaping, the FDA, state and local governments. Um, this should be really a no-brainer. I didn't really think that it was an issue, I mean, until Alex says that there's one shop in Colorado Springs that's educating people and nobody else is. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's, that's I mean, that's, I hate to be a dick. It's kind of unacceptable, uh, in my opinion. So, Alex, absolutely. Thank you for uh, thank you for writing in on that. What are we going to do next? We've already we've already covered a lot, and we're already way into this vlog. Let's do uh, let's talk about just some things that I've been vaping, huh? I also want to show off my T-shirt. It says uh, you know, FDA, don't tread on me, and it's got the coil snake with the wicks coming out of it. So this is kind of uh, I don't remember the guy's name that did these church shirts, but uh, he drew this up and did a, sort of a, a Teespring campaign, and I got in on it. I bought a t-shirt. All of the t-shirt money went to advocacy, which is great. I don't know if they're for sale, so don't ask me. I'll try to track down a link and put it in the other stuff, uh, you know, area down in the description. description. If I can, I don't remember the guy's name. I just saw it on Facebook, and I was like, Ah, that's amazing. And so I clicked it. And of course, this is kind of, you know, a, a, a spoof or a parody of the original, you know, uh, what what's that thing called? The, the something the something flag. It was the original yellow flag that used in the American Revolution where it said, don't tread on me. And it had the snake. It said, don't tread on me. And it was bright yellow. It's kind of a play on that. FDA, don't tread on me. I just thought it was cool. I liked the snake, you know, as the coil and then cotton in the coil. I just think... Uh, I just think that's cool. So that's my new advocacy shirt. So what have I been vaping? I've been vaping a lot of uh, random stuff. So there's not going to be a whole lot of surprises here. Noisy Cricket, man. Noisy Cricket's back in action. Uh, I picked up or got sent, rather, a Noisy Cricket upgrade kit from Fat Daddy Vapes. This is something that Ruby Roo and I were talking about on the Culture of Clouds podcast. And all it is is... Uh, like a safety upgrade kit for your noisy cricket. It basically comes with a new button and a new a new copper button and a new 510 connection that actually has like a 510 pin in there. So it takes away the hybridness of the noisy cricket, which is a huge sort of safety thing. You know what I mean? If you're an experienced vapor, sure, hybrids are no big deal. But if you're not an experienced vapor, and I've been recommending the Noisy Cricket like crazy, and I'm sure there have been some less than experienced vapors out there buying the Noisy Cricket and don't know about hybrid connections and this, that, and the other, all this does is it adds like a millimeter. Maybe you can kind of see two, maybe two little millimeters of copper disc right there, but it adds a 510 pin to your noisy cricket. These things are like 25 bucks, and they actually come with their own tube, and the tube is like a copper tube, and you, you can use this as a mech mod as well. So if you're not using your noisy cricket, you take the contact from the top and the button from the top, you screw it onto this tube, and then you have a single tube 18650 mech mod so you're basically buying a $25 copper mech mod and then you're using the parts on your noisy cricket it's great it hits just as hard as it ever has this is the sub-zero rda i have uh i've been building my own fuse claptons for series builds which we're going to talk about uh, you know as well i guess right now because i have another series box that i've been using but i got some 28 gauge canthal from kent over at twisted messes and i have been wrapping it with 40 gauge. So I do a dual core 28 gauge clapped with 40 gauge. I do seven wraps of that. Seven? Sure. 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wraps of that, and uh, comes out to like 0.38. It's great. It is fantastic on a series build. The flavor is awesome. This is Epiclouds Caramelized Banana and uh, Sub-Zero RDA. This setup's not super matchy-matchy, especially since it's like red and copper and silver, um, but you know what? It works great. I just love the noisy cricket. I love the vape I get from it. And that Sub-Zero RDA is just baller. And I ran into some issues with my noisy cricket, not to try to drag this segment out any longer than it needs to be. But there was, I, I bought, I have three noisy crickets and uh, the contacts in two of them were weird. Okay. I had to kind of hit it at the edge here to get it to fire. And once I hit that sweet spot, I could hit it every single time, but that's not how the noisy cricket is supposed to hit. You're supposed to just press the button and have it hit. And that new button, it's got a smaller contact on the inside. It's got a smaller contact on the inside. It's got this hexagonal shaped uh, Delrin button on there. It just fires and hits, boom, 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 boom every single time. Just fantastic. So I've also been vaping this unregulated series box. This is that Tug Life version 2 with the big, uh, you know, 40 amp fuse on the inside, my janky thrown in here ribbon so that I can get the, the, the batteries out. Again, if you have this mod, you know that it sucks uh, trying to get the batteries in and out of here. You have to do the tape trick or you have to do the your own ribbon trick, but once they're in there, great. Great mod, nice little size. Um, someone was, I was, remember, oh, see, look at my ribbon coming out the top here. Come on, Nick. Let's tuck you in, tuck you in. Now, go. Okay, perfect. So I was kind of talking about how I didn't really like the style of this, right? I'm like, oh, it's red lightning with purple and black, and it kind of looks a little tacky. And someone's like, you know, that actually looks a lot like Dimebag from Pantera's guitar. And when someone told me that, I was like, yes. That's exactly what it looks like, and now I actually love it. So, got a purple Petrie version 2 on there, cloud cap with a red Jess Marie DHD double helix designs cap on top, and now, look how matchy. I mean, that is super matchy. The red and the purple and red and the purple and black and black, and it's just great. And this is another 28 gauge with 40 gauge build on here, and the juice is from King's Crest, which I had not ever tried before, I don't think, but this is the Don Juan Reserve from King's Crest, and I get a, a fuck ton of juice, and I'm not trying to brag because it's really more of a burden than a blessing, but I have a lot of juice, and I don't get to try all these juices, and so sometimes people will just send juice or, or I'll get juice at vape meets or, or you know, they'll, they're throwing out juice and I get juice and I just have a ton of juice and I really do my best to try to go through every single bottle and at least give it the smell taste test. You know, the, okay, yeah, that smells good. And then you put a little dollop of juice on your knuckle there and you go, mm, okay, yeah, that's nice. I could see how that would vape well or I could see how I might not like that. I tasted this King's Crest Don Juan Reserve, and I instantly wanted to vape it as soon as I possibly could. And I got this right before I left on vacation, so I knew this was just sitting here, just waiting for me to get back. So I rebuilt this Petrie. I threw the King's Crest Don Juan Reserve in there. It is just a stellar, stellar vape. Nice hot vape on this series box.
oh, it's good. It's so good. I get like coconut from it. I get like cake, coconut, some coffee in there. It is holy crap. It's just delicious. I don't even know what it's supposed to taste like. When I taste it on my knuckle, it tasted like cinnamon toast crunch. But when I vape it, I get like a strong like bakery coconut flavor with some vanilla, maybe some white chocolate in there. I don't know. All I know is that it's freaking delicious. Oh, now this whole thing again. So I don't even know why I'm including this because I have a I have a top secret RDA on with a top secret juice in it on top of a mod that we've all seen at least a thousand times. So talking about this. Titan. Titan box mod. Love the Titan box mod. Culture cloud sticker on there. Titan box mod. Now this is a coil turd uh, build in here. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's it's quite low. It's it's into the like the you know, the 0.11 resistance range, which on a dual parallel box is great. This is, like I said, top secret atomizer, top secret juice. I'm just going to vape it and then we're going to move on. That flavor dough. So I've also been vaping my Axis Vapes M17 a lot. This is the one I bought third hand or second hand or whoever that works. I bought this from a guy on Facebook, paid full retail price for it. It's number triple six, and this is the you know purple and blue with the stab wood on there. I'm just I just love these mods. I don't care. I just love them. This is that uh, Coil Art Mage tank on here that I have just just basically fallen in love with. Built a 0.3 ohm coil. I got it sitting nicely at 70 watts. This is the Fug Life. This actually this tank represents the last of my Fug Life uh, lowrider juice, and that really really bums me out. I can't believe I blew through 120 mils of that freaking juice already. I feel like I should have way more than that, but I like it. I just blew through that juice like crazy. The the performance and the flavor that I get from this tank, I, I've just fallen in love with it. Good. Oh, it's just so good. Um, I'll have links in the description to everything I'm talking about. Also, no real surprises here. This is the Axis. Axis, what am I talking about? Anarchist Aria built Solara DNA 200 1300 mod lipo pack with my DHD sticker on one side. This is the Goon RDA, which I have been using a lot. Oh, a lot. Just so much. It's been this setup I've used more in recent memory than any other thing. I thought I used that original Relo a lot. I took it with me to Ireland. I used the hell out of that thing. I have been using this way, way more. In fact, I think a review for both of these is coming up very, very soon. Um, of course, this is Lane Cove Mai, which uh, I thought I was running low on. Um, I was getting through my last 120 of it, and then I found another 30 mil bottle. I don't know how old it is, but I was so excited to have more Mai in my life. Um, this is uh, some build on here. Oh, this is my Fuse Clapton. That's right. It's This is a Grim Green original Fuse Clapton, dual 26 gauge core with 38 gauge over it came out to 0.34 ohms i have it at 90 watts I, I just love this vape this was my vegas vape i took this with me to tahoe i've just been using the ever loving hell out of this combo this goon rda has not left this mod since i got it they have been married with that dhd tip on top uh made for the goon matchy matchy and just a delightful vape Oh, my. 
Oh my ye, you are my favorite of all the things. So that's going to wrap up what I've been vaping. That went a little bit too long, but I think what we're going to do now is uh, before shout outs, we're going to do a getting to know Grim Green. So a fellow named B Koi Dog left a comment. Pardon me while I move my microphone. I don't want it to make any noises. A fellow named B Koi Dog wrote a comment on one of my videos. Um, Grim Green, awesome video. Love the content. Love the quality. Love the vlog. All other videos. Few questions regarding the getting to know Grim Green. Sure, he threw them out there, and I'm going to answer them. First two are. I'm getting text messages. And that's okay. The first two are. What is your favorite movie slash movie series? This is. Going to be no surprise. Um, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, huge huge nerd. Huge Star Wars fan. Love Star Wars. Uh, just into the ground. I've talked about it ad nauseum. Maybe we'll talk about Star Wars a little bit later and then, you know, in a future vlog, maybe when Rogue One comes out, which I'm really excited about. Um, Star Wars. That goes without saying. Two, he wrote, if you, if, okay, no, he didn't. What video games, if any, do you play and on what console slash PC? So I used to be a huge gamer. And I just don't have the time for it anymore, <laughs> which is a huge bummer thing to say, but I'm sorry. I got to build an empire here. I don't have time to play video games. I wish I had time to play video games. I do not have time to play video games. I used to play Sega games. I had a Sega Master System. Um, we had a Sega Genesis as well. And then after the Sega Genesis, I bought a PlayStation. And then after the PlayStation 1, I bought a PlayStation 1 with Rayman. Remember the game Rayman? I would, I played, I like platformers, and I played Rayman until I was, you know, throwing my controller at the ground. I hated that game, but I loved it at the same time. After that, I bought a PlayStation 2, and I played, uh, Tony Hawk, all the Tony Hawk games, I loved the Tony Hawk games. I loved all the first-person shooters that were on the PlayStation 2. Me and my brother would play Quake till till all hours of the night. I mean, we were Quake crazy. I loved Quake. I loved deathmatches on Quake. I thought it was the best thing ever. And then I started, uh, I went through a interesting period in my life and uh, kind of moved and switched careers and didn't really have time to play games anymore. I gave my PlayStation 2 to my brother and I said, I'm not going to be able to play this for a while, so enjoy it. Go play Quake and enjoy it. And fast forward a couple years and I bought a Wii. I hadn't played video games in a while and I bought an issue of EGM magazine for some reason and they were going on and on about the Wii. And I was like, wow, the Wii looks really fun. Like, that looks really fun. So I bought a Wii. I had Wii Sports and just had the best time of my life playing Wii Sports. And it wasn't, I know it's not like a serious gamer sort of situation, but I had a great time playing Wii Sports. I bought the Metroid game for the Wii that I absolutely loved. There was the Tony Hawk game as well for the Wii that was okay, that wasn't great that I kept playing anyway. And uh, the Wii was my last gaming system. That's it. I haven't played a video game since the Wii. I haven't played a PC game. I haven't played anything on Xbox 3 or Xbox 3. I haven't. I never owned a PlayStation 3. I never owned a PlayStation 4. I never owned an Xbox or an Xbox One. I just never bought video games after that. I kind of just started getting way too busy to do any sort of video gaming or anything like that, which bums me out because it was fun. Um, I remember being really excited when Resident Evil came out for the PlayStation 1. I just 
fell in love with Resident Evil, that game Resident Evil, and uh, I, I'm tempted. I've been tempted many, many times to try to get, to try to buy a working PlayStation 2 just so that I could buy all the Tony Hawk games and replay through all the Tony Hawk games. Because when I think about the most, or like Mortal Kombat, oh, I used to love Mortal Kombat. Me and my buddy Jerry and Jim, we used to walk to the casino, to the arcade, and play Mortal Kombat 2 with like saved quarters like we had to budget ourselves like i'm like all right well, i can only bring 10 bucks today to play mortal kombat 2 and once that's it then that's it mortal kombat 2 mortal kombat 3 there was what was the one with uh oh, i can't even remember it was after mortal kombat 4 mortal kombat annihilation or something weird like that anyway huge fan of the mortal kombat games but i haven't gamed in a while i don't have a pc that can play games i don't own any gaming consoles and like i said i've been tempted to go back and try to find a working playstation 2 plus all the tony hawk games and just set it right here at my desk so that i can take a break every once in a while and play some uh some tony hawks pro skater 2 or tony hawks american wasteland or something like that that would be i think that would be the funnest thing ever i was very close to buying a playstation 4 when the batman arkham asylum Arkham Asylum or Arkham Knight, one of those two. Um, they had like this bundle thing, and I was like, ah, I want to play a Batman game. I think it would be fun. I want to play a Batman game, and it just kind of didn't happen. Uh, maybe in the future when I have more time, then I'll buy like a PlayStation 5 or something, you know, or PlayStation 6, or I'll just get a gaming PC and, and be able to play stuff like that. I, as it stands, I just don't game anymore. I hope that answers your question. That was a little bit long-winded. Last thing he asks is, what would be your dream car? Um, I have a dream car, and I, I will probably never own my dream car because I realize that it's not very practical. I was never really a big uh, car guy growing up. I was I was a very, oh, the just the nerdiest person person that you could ever imagine. I watched Star Trek and Buck Rogers and Battlestar Galactica. I played Dungeons and Dragons and I was just the nerd of all nerds. I had Star Wars toys coming out of my ears and I was just a nerd. So that doesn't really go hand in hand with being like a car guy. So, you know, you like the cool cars, right? You're like, ooh, Dodge Viper. That's that's a super cool car. Um, Growing up, uh, my dad had a 1970, 1968 Plymouth Roadrunner, which is a cool car, man. It was like, uh, you know, American muscle car. And he had this car and, and he only had it for a few brief years that I can remember. In fact, I can only ever remember driving in it, riding in it once in my life. I was fascinated by this car. It was like a big bench seat in the front, and it was a stick shift, and it just was loud as the devil and so fast. And it was ever since then that I kind of was like really into like American muscle cars. So if I had to pick like my dream car that I've always wanted, it would be like a late 60s uh, Ford Mustang, the Fastback. Not the convertible or the hardtop, but the Fastback. The one with the slopey back on the back. Black with the white racing stripes. That's kind of always been just the car that every time I see one or every time you hear one, you just go, ah, that's so fucking cool. 
That is so fucking cool. And chances are of me being the age that I am now and the area that I live in now, owning a late 60s Mustang Fastback, it's it's not uh it's not an ideal thing. It's not that makes literally zero sense. But my dream car I guess would be a Mustang late 60s Mustang uh Ford Mustang fastback i just think they're so cool and my dad used to take us to this event uh, outside of reno that i don't even remember the name of we always just called it the ferrari hill climbs but i don't think that's the official name of it but between reno and virginia city there's a very steep windy road where you go up about a thousand feet by the time you get to the top and it's very steep and windy and amateur you know uh sports car owners would race up this hill. They would close it off. It was like a sanctioned thing. They closed off this road and they would race, uh, you know, for the best time up the hill. And I remember seeing a Ford Mustang Fastback just tearing up this hill. I mean, just beating way nicer cars. I mean, this was beating out like Lamborghinis and a Ferrari Testarossa, which I used to love. This Mustang just kicked everybody's ass, uh, you know, and I just thought it was so cool. Classic American muscle car. Maybe someday when I'm old and, uh, you know, senile or whatever, I, I will buy one. I will buy a Mustang Fastback at some point in my life. So there you go. I don't know. A little bit of a getting to know Grim Green segment. What I want to do uh, before we get to some first impressions, I want to do some real quick shout outs. What? What am I doing? I have to drink beer now. So, the beer that we're going to be tasting today is from a local San Diego brewery that you may or may not know. I'm just a big fan of this brewery. I like the majority of things that they do. I go to their brewery tasting rooms kind of on the regular basis. There's two that are close-ish by. I I I love them. I love their beers. I'm talking about Stone Brewery. Stone, how do you do what you do? I like the Stone beers. Um... So Stone a while ago released a beer called the Choco Vesa, which was just a delightful beer, and I, I drank a lot of it. They rele- recently I saw I was in Trader Joe's the other day, and I saw this, and it looks like the Choco Vesa logo, but it says Loco Vesa Extra Enjo A N E J O. I don't know how to say that, and there's a little accent over the N. Anybody want to help me out with that? I don't know how to say it. I'm just going to call it Loco Vesa. So Stone Choco Vesa Mocha Stout. Uh, this is an ale brewed with cocoa, coffee, and spices, aged in aged and soured in red wine and tequila barrels. Oh, that just sounds so freaking delicious. Unfortunately uh, for me, Stone likes to use corks and... Uh, Hashtag cork fear. I'm not excited about opening this. This beer is so new that even clicking over to beeradvocate.com, it doesn't even have a rating. It does not have a rating on Beer Advocate. That's how new it is. But uh, you know what? Let's get this cork open. People have been telling me different tech. Oh, this was a tough one. Okay. Okay, Stone. Just hang on. Just let's pump the brakes real fast. God, I hate corks. Okay. Okay. All right, not too bad. We made it through. Uh, we made it through. So 
I'm going to pour this into a, uh, you know, tulip style glass. I have a feeling this is going to be a very dark beer with very little head or effervescence. Try to give it a heavy pour there to get a little bit of a head on there. No such luck. Not a lot of head happening on the top of this beer at all. It does have a couple reviews on here. So this is from 41616, 2015 series batch four. That's what this is, 2000, 2015 series batch four. Picked up a bottle at the Escondido Brewery and poured it tonight after the Guns N' Roses show at Coachella. Well, thank you. That really adds, that adds to the beer, the beer review. Into a short tulip glass, dark brown in color with no head, no cling to the side of the glass either. Great combination of wine and tequila aromas, but mostly red wine. Not really a milky stout, more sour, but not enough to make me pucker. A sour stout? Question mark. Very drinkable. So here you go. Here's to Stone Brewery and their Loco Veza. Cheers, everybody. Yeah. I get some of that sourness. Um, I definitely get some of that sourness. It reminds me of a less vinegary Duchess. I don't know if anybody's ever had the Duchess, but a long time ago, uh, which it basically feels like a lifetime ago, uh, Ruby Roo and Josh and Matt and Vanessa and Flitz, they all came over to my house and we shot a big vlog in front of my, in front of my camera. Um, she brought Duchess, Duchess de Burgogongi, and uh, it's a sour ale, and it smells like vinegar. It doesn't taste like vinegar. It just smells like vinegar, but it's like a, a sweet cherry sort of flavor in your mouth. This, it tastes, it drinks like a coffee stout. It has a huge body, huge mouthfeel, but I don't get any of those like cocoa spicy notes. All I get is like a solid red wine, sort of borderline tart cherry flavor. It's freaking delicious. Good Lord, that is freaking delicious. It almost... This is... Wow, this is an incredible beer. It it, it feels like I'm drinking chocolate-covered cherries out of, out of like, a, a wine glass that had some wine in it but doesn't have much wine in it anymore. Like, you filled it up with wine, and you're like, I don't want this anymore, and you dumped it out, and then you filled it with, like, chocolate-covered cherries, and then you're, like, you're getting that aroma of wine with, like, a dark chocolate and then, like, that tart, sour cherry wine on on, on the front end. It's crazy. That's a crazy... You are crazy, Loco Veza. Your name is fitting because you are crazy. I don't even know what... I don't even know what to pair this with. I have no idea. Nothing I have would pair with this. Maybe Strawberry Circus? I just built this today. It's the Twisted Messes RDA 0.12 on the Relo RX200S. And I just decided to load it up with Strawberry Circus. Let's see if Strawberry Circus pairs with this beer. I have a feeling this might be a stretch. Generally, I have like Yig, Donut Pounder, Caramelized Banana, those pair with beer. Sometimes when I'm drinking Belgian beers, I'll have something lighter like uh, Nola from Lane Cove or like, uh, who is making that lemon cheesecake flavor? Like those citrusy flavors pair really well with beers as well. This one, this one might be a stretch, but could be really interesting.
well, that actually goes shockingly well together. If anything, the, the, the beer is making the juice feel sweeter than it is. Um, the, the strawberry, like the candied strawberry, kind of plays off of that sort of sour cherry flavor. Good pairing. Good job. Wow, I'm surprised that this actually tastes good. There you go. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. At- I want to try that King's Crest. Let me just try the King's Crest. I don't know why. I just I just want to try it. I don't think it's going to go amazing, but I really want to try it. This has like a strong cinnamon coconut flavor, which, you know, with other stouts would probably go really well, but it might be a stretch for this one. Yeah, that's actually not too bad. That's actually not bad at all. Those those flavors complement each other really well. So yeah, there you go. Stone Loco Vesa. I'm going to continue the vlog. I'm going to continue enjoying my delicious beer. Now, now what we can do is get to some shout outs. It is shout out time. Oh, Jonathan. So Jonathan is my first shout out. I am sure you're not going to be able to hear this, but I'm going to turn it up as loud as I can. So he sent me, he's, uh, he's in a band, okay? Uh, Jonathan's in a band, and he records his band's music. And he, if you watch my normal weekly review series, Mod Monday, Topper Tuesday, Wildcard Wednesday videos, uh, it, when I transition from the Uppy Closey time to the normal view, I play that little clip from Mystery Science Theater 3000 where, you know, Crow uh, and Servo and whatever, whoever, Tom, um, uh, they're swinging back and forth from the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie, which I highly recommend watching. Where they're, and they're singing, Normal View, Normal View. Normal View, Normal View. Well, he made it into a metal song and it's like this quick little thing and I'm hoping 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 that we will be able to hear it go nope I have my speakers turned down because of Facebook let's turn my speakers back up and let's try this again (laughs) oh I can't okay ready How great is that? How great is that? Tell me how great that is. It's got like this little buildup and then they sing the normal view and then there's like like double bass, like death metal double bass. Let's give it a let's give it a listen again. I might I might start using that. How would you feel? Would you let me know if I should use that in my videos? I always like to get feedback. I think I might use that uh, in my transition. I'll use the same video, but I'll just throw that audio over it. But Jonathan, Jonathan, thank you. That is completely, completely freaking awesome. Uh, I do have. Ooh, pardon me, pardon me. Wow, what is in the freaking news, Robin? Let me get to my other shout out I want to do. Now, this is someone that didn't request a shout out, but I'm going to give them a shout out anyway. This is someone who entered the contest, and I'm going to be announcing the contest winner at the end uh, of this video because there's going to be like a jazz slideshow of all my favorite entries, and it's going to be, oh, just fantastic. I had a whole mess of people enter enter that contest, and some of the submissions were just hilarious, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, a fellow named Matt uh, entered the contest, and he just said, Hey, Nick, I'm a huge fan ever since my parents kicked me out at 18 for legally not being their problem. I've been having a rough life. I still worked my ass off 
throwing up in bathrooms to graduate at the top of my class, but I guess this sickness doesn't want to go away. Crohn's disease. I just had a huge part of my intestines removed, and I want to stick to vaping because I think that smoking is what started this whole mess. It's definitely not common illness for Asian people to get. There are no hereditary factors, though, whatsoever. As a design major, this haul would help me so much. Thanks for everything you do right now. I actually get I actually get jobs from vape shops to design their labels, and this industry has been paying for a lot of my schooling already. I've already spoken in person with my congressman in Pennsylvania and have some strong advocators in position. Here's some hat. Here's a hat that I made. Uh, I thought you guys would like a good hat. Here's a picture of me as well. And okay, you didn't, Matt, Matt, you didn't win the contest. You didn't win the giveaway, but. I like the picture that you sent me of you in the hospital. It's a picture of Matt, just a good-looking normal dude, sitting in a fucking hospital bed like a champ, holding up his iPhone with the Grim Green logo on it. So, Matt, even though you didn't win the contest, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get together another box of stuff to send you. So I'll email you back. I'll get your address, and uh, I'll you you can be the second winner. Okay, that's, that's fine. There's going to be the first prize winner. I'll put together a box of some stuff for you that will be, uh, you know, tanks and mods and RDAs and stuff like that. Um, I just, uh, you tugged at my heartstrings and, uh, that's, that's, I guess that's all I really do need to say. He tugged at my heartstrings and, uh, Matt, I feel for you. Uh, I like the idea of the, the self-made man, you know what I mean? Of, uh, of going out there and doing it yourself and uh I was just uh you know I was I was heartwarmed uh touched I guess you will by Matt's email so Matt absolutely I'm gonna email you back I'm gonna get your address and I'm gonna ship you I'm gonna ship you a whole big box of vape stuff so let's move on to some other shout outs what other shout outs do I have so Jonathan and Matt yes we covered you let's get to uh Casey so Casey writes in and says um Nick I wanted to share this idea with someone with a large voice in the community. Please see the picture I have attached. I hope it explains the idea well enough. If this is executed correctly, we could raise a lot of money for advocacy. Let's face it, not very many people will go online to donate. However, when they pick up juice at a shop or online, the difference between a $23 and a $24 bottle of juice is nominal. Please see my attachment. Feel free to email me if you have any questions. A longtime watcher and a huge fan absolutely Casey you are shouted out and Casey sent me you know a picture it just says taking action is easier than we think in order to save our ability to buy vapor products uh, our advocating companies okay this will obviously you know we'll reword this to make it much better um but basically Casey's idea is that you know when you go to PetSmart or Petco and you're checking out and you're buying like you know worth of pet stuff because you got a new toy for your dog and a bag of food and some treats and like some canned food and stuff like that. And then they say, oh, do you want to donate a dollar to the, you know, the missing puppy foundation or something like that? And you always go, yeah, sure. I mean, whatever. It's a buck. Instead of my bill being $50, it's going to be $51. Who cares? I'm donating a dollar to something important. Vape shops could implement something like this as well. Like, would you like to donate a dollar to help save vaping? Or would you like to donate a dollar to the Right to Vape Coalition? Or would you like to donate a dollar to notblowingsmoke.org? I think this would go over great because that that 
always works on me. If I am anywhere, whether it's a Petco or a PetSmart or a grocery store or a Trader Joe's or anything, if they say, do you want to donate a dollar to this you know, cause, I always say yes, because who cares? Because it's another dollar and you know, that shit adds up. If a hundred people that day do it, then that organization just raised a hundred dollars. So I think this is really cool. Um, I'm going to get in contact with Casey again, but definitely consider yourself shouted out, Casey. I like this idea a lot and I'll get back in contact with Casey and see if there's anything official that we can do or if any vape shops are watching this and you want to implement it in your shops, adding the whole, do you want to donate a dollar to advocacy? Do you want to donate a dollar to CASA? Um, I think that's a great idea. I don't run a vape shop. Um, I just don't run a vape shop, so I can't do this personally, but I think just getting the information out there will help. And if any vape shops want to do this, then yeah, absolutely. Jump on it. Jump on it. So Johnny writes to me. Johnny writes to me and says, hey, Nick, I just wanted to see if in the future you could shout out a lady that owned a vape shop in Alabama. Um, I went back there last year on vacation and visited her shop to make a purchase, but missed meeting her by a few minutes. We did, however, converse through Facebook Messenger on occasion. I had a great deal of respect for her based on the fact that she was so into advocacy, she really wanted to get people away from cigarettes. What got me was the fact that she would heavily heavily discount basic vaping hardware and e-juice for people on fixed incomes. Um, if they brought in proof of their limited income, she would make it affordable for them to vape, even taking a loss if she had to. Stacy Collins passed away sun- suddenly and unexpectedly on or around Monday, June 5th, 2016. This is the owner of this vape shop. She was loved by many in the Coleman area and uh, Coleman area and we all what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She was loved by many in the Coleman area, and we all as vapors have lost a great advocate as well as just a great person. I never got to meet her in person, but I feel lucky to have known her at all. Um, I request prayers for her family and hope that they can continue the mission Stacy began to get as many people away from tobacco products as possible. Absolutely, you are shouted out, Johnny, as well as Stacy. Yes, you are shouted out. May you rest in peace. Uh, it's it's horrible. I mean, that's that's a horrible thing. Um, she sounds like a great person, and just the idea that she would make vape gear, you know, more affordable and more accessible to people who are on a fixed income. You know, he says like the SSI or elderly. That's great. I mean, that's just. That's pure humanitarianism. That's caring about your fellow man. And, uh, you know, that's that's great. So absolutely, Johnny, you're shouted out. Stacy and uh, your family, I, you are shouted out as well. So let's do one more. Let's do another minute. Let's do another shout out. I'm going to keep these shout outs short because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So Jonathan writes to me. Um, oh, no, this is Jonathan. This is the normal view guy. <laughs> this is the normal view guy. Well, let me just read the email he sent to me. He says, yes, you can use my name. Hi, Nick. My name is Jonathan. I've been watching all your videos for quite some time now. I especially look forward to vlog day. Sometimes if I'm feeling down or if I just got off work, I'll put on a random vlog and have a hot, tasty toot and just relax. Love those hot, tasty toots. 
I find it very cool that we have the same interests. I also love Star Wars and metal and all things nerdy. Absolutely, bro. Recently, I've been trying to build uh, an in-home recording studio in my bedroom and learn how to make and record music. I've been doing it for about two to three years, and I've picked up a lot. My bandmates Ethan and Caleb have also helped out and learned some things as well. We all started vaping around three years ago, and we immediately fell in love with it. It wasn't until about two years ago that we found your videos and love them. We also have the same tastes of what we like in products and what we don't like. Hashtag fuck temp control. Hashtag clicky buttons. <laughs> anyway, recently I've been building an in-home recording studio in my bedroom. Um, uh, okay. Uh, I wanted to do something kind of different for you. I had the idea to take the normal view scene from your uh, MST 3000 segment and make it heavy, I guess. I don't know. Take a listen, and if you like it, uh, you are more than welcome to use it. Also, if you could give me a shout-out to my friends, Ethan and Caleb, for being fucking awesome friends and musicians. Thank you so much, and may the force be with you. Absolutely, Jonathan. I played it for all my viewers. It's fucking cool. I want to put it in. I want to put it in my videos. I think I'm going to put it in my videos. Thank you for recording that for me, Jonathan. And absolutely, you are shouted out, as well as Ethan and Caleb. Hashtag fuck temp control. Hashtag clicky buttons absolutely jonathan so yeah let's uh let's wrap up this uh first impressions or what that's not first impressions i just did shout outs let's wrap up this shout out segment and let's get to some freaking first impressions because there's a bunch so i want to start off my first impressions with this guy right here now this is something i'm probably not going to review i bought this just to use this is the segeli 213 and i was up at nevada vapor supply this last week and they had them they had one golden one left and i thought you know what that's cool. I saw a couple people there using them. I want to buy it. And I got it and I'm using it and I'm like, shit, man, this is great. It's got a super wicked clicky button on there. The up and down buttons are clicky. It does 213 watts and it does all this stuff and it shows you the live readout of the voltage of your batteries and it shows you a battery level indicator, how many amps you're using, volts, resistance. Really cool. Everyone kept telling me this is really cool. And then I buy it. And I get back to my hotel room and I'm looking on Reddit of all things. And apparently, Segeli is just a terrible company. Long story short, here's what happened. My DJ LSB Vapes, who's a great YouTuber on, on, on YouTube. He does a, a ton of great vape videos. He does incredibly in-depth videos. He tore this mod down completely apart to the inside to prove that this was actually carbon fiber that they were using. I mean, that's how in-depth he gets. He pointed out a lot of flaws with this device. The fact that it doesn't do an accurate 213 watts, but about 155 watts. He pointed out some discrepancies in the temp control, which I don't really care about because I'm never going to use this in temp control. But he was pointing out some flaws within the Segeli 213. And Segeli had the gall to message him, not only message him privately, but publicly post on his YouTube saying that they were going to lawyer up and file and, and sue him if he didn't take this video down. Well, thankfully for him, he did not take the video down because people need to know about this shit. If Segeli says this is a 213-watt device and it is not a 213-watt device, then people need to know about that. So shout out to DJ LSB Vapes for pointing out all the flaws in this Segeli 213 and shame. Shame on Segeli for threatening a YouTube reviewer 
for not taking down the video that might make your mod look bad. Now you're only going to sell 100 bajillion of them instead of 200 bajillion of them. Sorry, not sorry, Segeli. If you say that it's 213 watts and it's not actually 213 watts, shame on you. He just pointed it out. It's not his fault. It's your fault for, for, for saying that and for making a mod that's supposed to be 213 but isn't 213. Sorry. I'm going to stop ranting. I've actually really been enjoying using it. Um, it's a bummer that Segeli sucks so bad, but I like the battery door on the bottom. I really like the display. I love this clicky button, and I think it's just a cool-looking mod. This is the Crown version 2, which I'll probably be reviewing soon. It's been a really stellar vape. Crown V2 is a little spitty, but when I do a full review, we'll, we'll talk about the spittiness of it. It's just been a great all-around vape. Ooh, I bet that would pair well with the beer. This is that banana tobacco juice. So here's the bottle. I can't seem to track it down anywhere. It just says premium tobacco banana number five, three milligram. Uh, it says, oh, it says Baker White Ink. So this is a Baker White juice. I'm going to try to track this down and put a link in the description. This banana tobacco, stellar. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's so good. I, I love it. I love this juice. I want. I need like 800 mils of this juice. Might pair well with this beer. Eh, nah. Not really. Not really, which is kind of a bummer. But, oh man. Baker White Banana Tobacco. Really good. Segeli 213, man. It is what it is. I really just bought it for personal use. I didn't buy it to necessarily review it. But, I mean, how am I not going to talk about it? I'll post a link in the description to DJ LSB Vapes video about the Segeli. It's like a 50 minute long video and I actually sat and like focused and watched the whole thing. I was doing nothing else. I was just, yeah, yeah, like watching it, like really invested in this video. And uh, then Segeli had to go and fuck it all up. So hopefully Segeli corrects their shit and stops threatening YouTube reviewers for pointing out the shortcomings of their mod. I mean, get real. So yeah, that's that. Moving forward, I did get the newest version of the Asmodis Minikin. Okay, so remember the Minikin? And I did a review for it, and there was a gap up here, which there's definitely no longer a gap up there. There was a gap down here, which there is definitely no longer a gap down there. And then I got the V-God Minikin, and I was like, hey, this is cool. The fit and finish is a lot better. Still does 120 watts. So they're releasing the Minikin version 1.5, 150 watt TC box mod. What's different about this one, obviously, it does 150 watts. You're getting more wattage out of your chip. And additionally, they've changed the display on here to show you both batteries. Before it was just the combined voltage of your battery. Now you can see each cell independently, which I think is always cool. The fit and finish very similar. They've cleaned it up a lot. The door still comes off like this. They've opened this up back here so you can get your batteries in and out easier. I'm using some sub-ohm cells just because I have them, not because I think they're the greatest batteries on earth. This slides on there. Adjustment buttons are still on the side right here. Big, huge, clicky fire button. This is leaking. That 24 millimeter tsunami though, it uh, sometimes gets a little leaky. Anyway, I'm going to blow my juice in through the top. And I'm going to vape it. This is uh, Epicloud's pineapple cake. And this has been a really good vape. I have this uh, 0.2 ohms. I have it set to 75 watts. This combination of the 24, 24 millimeter Griffin, 25 millimeter Griffin. 
whatever. It's the newer Griffin. It's a newer Griffin, the 24 millimeter, 25 millimeter Griffin. Anyway, it sits on there nice. It doesn't go all the way down. If I hold it up to the light, I can see a gap underneath the atomizer, which black on black, you don't really notice it, but every once in a while, I'll catch it in like my monitor and I'll see the light shining through it. But otherwise, really great vape. Past Minikins that I've used, including that V-God one, I felt were slightly underpowered. I felt like the 75 watts that it was supposed to be giving me, it was not not giving me. In this case, the 75 watts that I have it at, I feel like I'm getting the full 75 watts. I don't know if they've tuned the chip or whatever differently, but I am a fan of the Minikin. Um, this is just a first impressions. I'm going to spend a lot more time with this little guy. I'm interested to see how long this rubbery finish holds up. You know what I mean? Rubbery finishes on mods don't necessarily hold up very well, and I'm interested to see how this one holds up. USB here for charging, I guess. I don't know. Again, sorry. This is just a first impressions. Uh, I'm going to try to see really quickly. Uh, 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 USB, no. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so no, I don't know what that USB is for. I, in the past, I don't think you have been able to upgrade the Minikin firmware, but then again, I don't know. Um, it's on pre-order right now for 80 bucks, and so far, if you've been interested in the Minikin, this is kind of like the best version of the Minikin so far. It's not like leaps and bounds better than the original or leaps and bounds better than the V-God version. It's kind of just the most recent best updated version of the Minikin. Um, I've always liked the size, I've always liked the feel, and I have a feeling I'm gonna be using this just quite a lot. But like with all my first impressions, I'm gonna spend a little bit more time with that guy. What's next? What's next on the thing? Oh God, I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna do this. I got a tank. I got a tank that I haven't built yet. Um, this is from Vapeston, okay? They made the Magnus sub-ohm tank. This is their new one. It's called the Cloudness tank. C-L-O-U-D-N-U-S. Cloudness tank. And it's an R-T-A. And here's what annoys me about it, is they call it an R-D-T-A. <sighs> okay. So now we're just throwing around generic terms. So the limitless, the limitless that I did a first impressions on a while back was the first RDTA. Before that, it was RTDA. And the limitless was an RDTA. And now Vapeston is calling this an RDTA, even though it's more of an aromamizer bottom wick style tank. That annoys me. That just annoys the piss out of me. Just it's a tank. It's a rebuildable tank. Can we just call them rebuildable tanks from now on? All the tanks that are rebuildable, can we call them rebuildable tanks instead of, no, this one's an RTA. This one's an RTDA. This one's an RDTA. Those letters mean nothing because this and the Limitless are both RDTAs and they could not be more different. This is a lot like the this is a lot like the aromamizer in that you pop off the bottom threads, you pull this out, and then there's your deck. And it's got what they're calling a goon-style deck, 
even though it's not a goon style deck the only thing it has in common with the goon is that the clamps come down to hold your wires into place the goon is shaped completely differently and it's made of a completely different material they're calling this a goon style deck and i guess it's goon ish style i haven't built on it i of all things tried to put a nickel build on this and nah just i fucked it up beyond repair and so I don't really want to build on this right now, but you must better the video. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw a quick build on here, uh, probably just a round wire build or a fused Clapton build because I have some pre-builds that I can throw on here. It has holes in the bottom of the deck, and they told me that you're supposed to actually physically put the wick into those holes. So there's a lot of these RTAs that have holes in the bottom where juice comes up, but you don't wick it and put the, the put the wicks through the holes. You put the wicks on top of the holes. This, he said, put the wicks through, through the holes. So, okay, here we go. Let's vape it. This is the Vapeston Cloudness. I'm going to put a build and wick this and just see how it goes. Okay. Nope, nope, sorry, fuck this, I give up, I left my cabinet open. I'm throwing in the towel, I don't give a shit. Uh, so I tried to put a fused Clapton in here, worst idea I've ever had. The goon deck, nice, nice and big and open, easily, easily fit a fused Clapton in there. This deck is horse shit. I can only fit a round wire in here, no matter how hard I try, only round wire will fit in here. In fact, I had to go down to 24 gauge round wire in here. I've tried to put a 22 gauge dual core round wire build in here. It would not fit. It would not fit in the space. So if you're not familiar with the goon deck, let's say that this is the positive post, right? It's a big wide thing with a flat top. And then above the flat top is a plate that gets screwed down with two screws. So on the goon deck, the space in between the two screws is wide. So you can put two big leads through there. And on the negative post, same thing, wide, two big leads through there. On this, the space between the screws is small. It's smaller than if you just put well, post with holes in it. It's small. And additionally, I finally got a 24 gauge build in there, wicking it by wicking the ju wicking the wick through and then folding it underneath the coil and trying to get the tip down into those little holes on the bottom is fucking ridiculous. I, I am so angry right now. I can't stand building on this thing. I can't stand wicking on this thing. And here's the fucked up part is it's just an RTA. I know exactly how it's going to vape. Probably like every other goddamn RTA on the market right now. And going through this much hassle to get a vape that I already know how it's going to be. The flavor's not going to be off the charts because the chimney's really wide. It might wick okay. It's got a mountain of airflow, but you know what also has a mountain of airflow? My actual goon RDA. I'm not willing <laughs> anymore to go through this much song and dance to try to get a tank to vape. Right now, I'm giving up. I'm throwing in the towel. I might try again later, might try again in a few days, but right now, I'm so mad at this stupid Vapeston, Vapeston cloudness tank. Oh, it just upsets me. So, 
all my build stuff, you go away, you go over there, wire goes over there, I'm done. I'm done with the cloudness. So let's talk about something that I actually enjoy, something I'm actually interested in using. This guy right here, you see this? Looks a lot like a hexome. That's because it is a hexome. So this is the hexome version three. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting so uh, upset that I'm choking on my own spit. <coughs> but beer always helps. So this is the hexome V3. It is kind of like the Minikin in that it is the newest, most best version of the Hexohm. I love the original Hexohms. I love the Hexohm version 2.1, 1.5, and then the version 2. We sold them on Nambrajuice site, Grim Army logos on them. It's just a really reliable, just daily banger mod, and I didn't know that this was coming out. Um, I'm part of the Hexohm Nation group on Facebook, but I'm a member of like, I don't know, 500 groups on Facebook. And so none of that stuff ever shows up in my newsfeed. And so I texted Ruby Ru and I was like, dude, Hexohm version three. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, ah, okay, fine. And you knew about it and I didn't, but I got one and it's, it's a Hexohm, man. It's a lot like the Hexohm. It's a little bit taller height wise it's a little bit taller it's a little bit thicker this way but it's a little bit narrower this way it feels really nice in the hand it's got that ultra clicky horn switch on there and it does 190 watts 185 watts i don't know it's not on their website so i don't have any of the specs i believe john said it does 185 watts it's got a uh, sort of offset dual 18650 right there. And right there, you see this? This is an on-off switch. So right now, it's off. The Hexome is off. Before, there was no on-off switch. So every time I traveled, I had to pop the batteries out of my Hexome to use it. This, on-off. You just Now when I press it, vapors. Oh, wow, I have a tear in this battery wrap. Woo. All right, okay, well, there you go. Time to rewrap those batteries. Door fits on unilaterally. I don't know if that's even a word, but you can flip it upside down and put it on and flip it upside down and put it on. It all fits on the same way. There's a little, there's kind of like a, a little slight gap here in the bottom to pop it off and pop it back on. Um, it's just been great. This is a lower resistance build. So John was saying that the, uh, whoops, this is a top secret juice that you're not allowed to see. Boop, boop, boop. So John was telling me that this has a uh, higher amp limit so you can build much lower on it. This is a like a 0.15, I believe, whereas before around 0.2 was where you wanted to be on the Hexome. You had to build a little bit higher, but this is a eight wrap or nine wrap, 22 gauge around a three millimeter. It's great. This is just a freaking stellar vape. I actually took this with me to Tahoe because I I know that the Hexomes are reliable. I just know that they are. They are a daily banger, reliable, reliable device. And this one has lived up to the Hexome name. It is very, very reliable and plenty powerful. Great. Oh, it's just great. I was rocking the Crown V2 on this. I was rocking the other Sub-Zero. I was rocking the Sub-Zero 24 on this. I was rocking a Dot Mod Petri on this. The Hexome, in my opinion, is one of those truly great, reliable devices that I have always had. I'm still 
using the Hexome version 2 with the, the black with the green with the Grim Army on it. I took it to the UK with me. I take it on every bro trip. I take it with me whenever I travel because it's just powerful and it's really reliable. The Hexome version 3, I think, is going to be a huge, huge mod. It's not like insanely innovative. There's nothing amazingly new on this. It's got the same potentiometer on the side where you adjust it to taste. Hexome users will know how that is an easy thing to do and you just adjust it to taste and it's great. I have this set to something. I don't know. It's just below 100 but past like 60 I guess. I don't know. I've just adjusted it to taste and I'm loving, absolutely loving the vape I get from this. The Hexome, I think, is like the last really iconic looking, you know, vape product. It was like the Proveri for a long time. Like the Proveri is very iconic. I think the Hexome is one of those iconic things. It's not just like another mod that's come out. It's like this mod that looks like this mod that looks like this mod. It's like, yeah, I love this anarchist guy, but... It's just a box, you know, it's rounded and it's a box. It looks like a lot of other boxes. It's kind of like, you know, and this Tug Life, yeah, it's cool and it's angled and there's a box, but there's nothing really iconic about it. The Tugboat logo, definitely iconic, but I feel like the Hexome is one of those iconic looking devices. I, I love them. I'm dying for this to get released so that we can stock them on the Nambergeuse site so that we can put Grim Army on these and continue the Grim Army Hexome tradition because we've had the Grim Army logo on our Hexomes for a while. I am, I'm really excited to eventually get these on the site. Um, I think they're great. I don't know how much they're going to cost. The other Hexomes are about 180 so I'm assuming it's going to fall into that price range, but I I have no problem spending that much money because this device is just so goddamn reliable. It's comfortable to hold. It's got that clicky button. I like it. I like the Hexome. If you know me, you know I'm a fan of the Hexome. I like I said before, I always take it with me when I travel. I took it to Ireland, I took it to the UK, I take it on every bro trip. I just uh I'm a big fan of just having a really nice, powerful, reliable mod that I can run almost anything I want to on it. So yeah, Hexome V3. I'm going to post a link in the description to the Craving Vapor site. I know it's not released yet, but I'm assuming it's going to get released soon. I don't know. I don't have any other details other than I know that this is the Hexome V3. It's higher wattage and can handle lower resistance. The size is slightly different, taller, wider, narrower. Same clicky button and it has an on-off switch. Now, there's also some like you know uh, teaser photos going around where... You can see the board. There's a whole big like circuit board back here that they've covered up with the battery sled. John was saying that they might do some clear battery sleds so you can see the whole board behind it. But looks like a fancy little custom board that Craving Vapor has going on there. Anyway, Hexome V3. Count on me using this constantly. This is going to be like the noisy cricket in every vlog moving forward. I'm just going to be like, oh, what I've been vaping. No real surprises here. Hexome V3 with this. Hexome V3 with that. It's just going to be something that I use a lot. And uh, I'm looking forward to really putting it, really putting it through its paces. I've been using Hexomes for years, literally years. And so I'm really excited to use this, really excited to put it through it, put it through its paces. Yeah. (laughs) 
So the last thing we're going to be talking about in our first impressions is this little fucking guy right here. Do you see this? Now, there's been this trend recently of really small mods. It started with the Mini Volt. There's been tiny other numerous little mods, the Nugget that I reviewed that's just, oh, a little adorable thing with a tank. This is the Target Mini. Remember the Target? It was like a trigger that I loved using. And then they had those ceramic coil heads. This is the same new ceramic coil heads that Vapor Shark did all the testing on, and they came back great. Tiny little button right here. It's supposed to be like the same style, right? It looks like a squashed down version of the target. It's still got this little thumb rest thing right here that you put your thumb on and it's got a trigger finger finger trigger button right here. And then it's got three buttons here and sort of like a, a little pyramid shape, wattage up, wattage down, and then the mode to change it between wattage and temp control and nickel and titanium and all that stuff. It only does 40 watts. So I can adjust it down or you can adjust it up to 40 watts. This is a 0.43 ohm coil head in this new top airflow tank. Nice. This has been a great, great little vape. Nice flavor, nice performance, decent battery life. Let me get the specs on this for everyone. So the Target Mini design, easy to carry, 40 watts, stainless steel, nickel, and titanium, 1400 ma or milliamp hour built-in battery, revolutionary leak-free design, <laughs> no overfill ever, top filling, coil remains inside tank. The best just gets smaller. As the name would suggest, the Target Mini is part of the Target family, a.k.a. the Trigger. Maintains the same classic design and its smaller size is by far the smallest mod on the market. Easy to use with many cool features. Its enhanced circuit makes it reliable and consistent to use. It adopts a child locking mechanism that prevents children from accidental open the tank and get in contact with e-liquid. Does it? Oh, it does. Um... That's right, this tank is a pain in the ass to fill. That's, that's, that's a thing. Um, they say it can do mouth to lung or direct lung, but that's not true. Um, even if you turn this down to the mouth to lung setting, it's not a good mouth to lung. There's, there's good mouth to lung, and then there's just tight airflow. You know what I mean? There's really good mouth to lung tanks, which we're going to be talking about in the little in the retro vaping segment coming up next. And this this is not a good mouth to lung. It's far too hot. It's far too airy. Even on mouth to lung setting, I can still do like a restricted lung hit. So. I've just been rocking it full open, full lung inhale, clouds bro clouds, but I literally can't get over the size of this. As big as you think this is, it's smaller than you think it is. This is going to be a great theme park vape. That's what I get the vibe of. This is going to be a great theme park vape. I'm going to take this with me the next time I go to like Disneyland or I'm waiting to get up to that Harry Potter, you know, land Diagon Alley up at Universal Studios. I'm dying to go there. I'm going to take this with me. I'm going to take this little guy with me, put it in my little cargo shorts and just vape in the smoking areas. It is kind of a pain in the ass to fill. So what I have to do is take off the drip tip this top little part is reverse threaded. So you go reverse threaded and then you take this pin out, right? 
and then you can take the top and unscrew it from the tank like this and then you can fill your juice in the top. I am using yet another top secret juice that you can't see, but trust me when I say I'm filling up the tank. Then once your tank is full, you can screw this on normally, so clockwise to tighten, and then you take this pin and you do it backwards, you, like you would be unscrewing it, and that tightens it down. And then you can put your drip tip back in. So it's a little bit of a hassle to kind of fill on the go, if you will. You're going to have two loose parts, just kind of three loose parts, just kind of sitting away from the tank while you fill it. And then you put that on, you put that on, you put that on, and then, and then you can vape it. It's rocking, man. It's a rocking little vape, but... Like with all my first impressions, I'm going to spend way more time with that Vaporesso Target Mini. Just look at it. Would you just look at it? Look how tiny it is. The tank looks bigger than the mod. That is ridiculous. The tank looks bigger than the mod. You could rock this with like a shorty little RDA, like, I don't know, a little Low Pro or a little, uh, you know, the, the tugboat with the slam cap on there. That would be fun. That would be a fun little vape. So I don't have any reviews for things that never got reviewed. Uh, kind of I do, but what I'm gonna do now is some retro vaping. <clears throat> All right, so what we're gonna be retro vaping today is one of what used to be my favorite tanks. In fact, I think I called it heavenly in my original review which i'll link to down in the description so you can watch that this came out way back in 2014 they're still being produced and i feel it is still the absolute best mouth-to-lung tank that is exists now or has ever existed i'm talking about the aspire nautilus mini these coil heads are just awesome the tank only holds two mils right and you're thinking wow fuck man two mils you're not blowing through juice like you are with a sub ohm tank a two mil sub ohm tank will last you what like an hour two mils in a mouth to lung tank will last you much much longer this is a great vape so I, here's the here's the backstory of why i have this up and running right now before we get to that let me have it let me have a couple toots here Mm. Oh, it's good. Oh, my God, it is good. So I went up to Nevada, visit my brother. Uh, my brother is a kind of, uh, he's been getting into the Cloudsboro Cloud stuff just because I've been giving him stuff. But at his, at his core, he is a mouth-to-lung high nicotine vapor. Um, and I used to be the exact same way until I started working for myself. But when I was at Starbucks... I would have 15-minute vape breaks where you have to go out and vape as much as you can for 15 minutes. And let me tell you, going out in the freezing cold night of graveyard at Starbucks and chain vaping 3 milligram for 15 minutes always left me wanting more. You can vape 3 milligram for hours, right? Just hours and not feel like you got that, like you got your fix that you need. So, I go over to my brother's house, and he's like, oh, yeah, here's my setup, clouds, clouds, and I'm like showing him mine, I'm like, clouds, clouds, and I was like, do you, know, do you always vape like clouds, bro, clouds, and he's like, no, no, he had 
an Inokin Disruptor with a Nautilus Mini on top and 18 milligram juice. He's like, here, try this. This is what I use on my vape breaks, you know, when I get my 15 minutes at work. And I took a toot on it and the throat hit just about knocked me on my ass. And I was just, oh, so good. It just felt so good. I looked at my brother and I'm like, I missed that. I need that again in my life. So I made it a mission when I went to Nevada Vapor Supply to buy some 18 milligram juice. It's the Poor House, uh, what is it? Poor House Mad Mix, okay? 18 milligram juice. It's one of the few juices they actually had in 18 milligrams. So shout out to Poor House for still making 18 milligram juice because not only is the Mad Mix delicious, but the throat hit is just severely reckless and I absolutely love it. It's something I used to crave back in the day, like 2009, 2010. I needed that intense throat hit so that I wouldn't smoke cigarettes. I needed that like like feeling that you're inhaling something other than air. You know what I mean? Sometimes with these three milligram vapes, um, it doesn't feel like you're inhaling much. It just feels like you're inhaling air that's flavored. That's it. It doesn't feel like anything. But I made it a mission when I went to Nevada Vapor Supply to buy a new Nautilus mini tank. This is a brand new Nautilus mini tank. I bought it from Nevada Vapor Supply and I bought two bottles of 18 milligram Mad Mad Mix from Poor House. I have it running on this, which is called the something, the dagger. I don't know exactly where this came from. Um, this is the dagger. It's a single 18650 device. Let me tell you, a two ohm coil, which that's what this is, on a single 18650 device at a whopping 12 watts, you get unbelievable battery life and your juice just seems to last and last and last because you're not plowing through it like you do with those sub-ohm tanks. Anyway, the vape, I've been using this for a few days now. The vape is just unbelievable. This will be a constant staple no matter what setup I'm running, no matter what Clouds Row Cloud setup I have with my Noisy Cricket and the Sub-Zero RDA. I will always have this Nautilus Mini 18 milligram juice Rocking it at a whopping 12 watts. The vape is is just fantastic. Oh, it feels so good. And you do get acclimated to it. You know what I mean? So I can sit and vape this for a little bit. And the throat hit kind of goes down and down and down and down as you get acclimated to that throat hit. And so I'll be like, all right, let's vape some Mai for a while. So I'm like, clouds, clouds, clouds with Mai. And then I'll go back to this and I'll just be like, oh, and you get that. Ooh, that that throat hit right there. I'm going to link down in the description to my original Aspire Nautilus Mini video. The Aspire Nautilus Mini is heavenly. I'm also going to link to uh, my vapor store. has the Aspire Nautilus Mini in stock right now. 23 bucks. If you have never had a mouth-to-lung vape, and this is, I believe, a 70 VG juice in here, and it's been doing awesome. A 50-50 would be ideal. I want to get some 18 milligram Boilermaker. That's what I'm really after. I'm going to hit up Doug and try to buy some 18 milligram Boilermaker juice because it's a nice 50-50 blend, or even the Namber Originals, like the Namber Classics line. I can get an 18 milligram 50-50. It's going to be awesome in this tank, and if you've never had that higher neck mouth-to-lung vape, I highly, highly recommend checking out the Aspire Nautilus Mini. 
I believe still to this day that this is the absolute best mouth-to-lung tank, mouth-to-lung tank that uses a coil head. Obviously, the K-Fun Mini and the K-Fun Lite are the best rebuildable mouth-to-lung tanks, but if you want one with a coil head, the Nautilus Mini is the best there is, and if you're a smoker and you have smoker friends, Nautilus Mini, Nautilus Mini, Nautilus Mini. Get them a Nautilus Mini with some 12 or 18 milligram juice, and they will love it. They will absolutely love it. This reminds me of the, the just the fledgling industry that was vaping back in 2009 when there was like, you know, 200 people on ECF and that's it. That's all there was. We all had these mouth to lung, high nick setups and that's that's what it reminds me of. This is my roots right here. This is my roots of vaping. I will never get rid of this setup. And that vapor's not, you know, that's nothing to blow your nose at. This produces a nice, nice amount of vapor. For mouth to lung, the vapor that I get from this is just fantastic. Anyway, that's really all I have for retro vaping. Nautilus Mini, Nautilus Mini. It's awesome. It's just cool. I'll put a link down in the description to where you can check it out, as well as to my original Nautilus Mini video, which I called heavenly. Anyway, um, before we announce the contest winner, let's do some uh, favorite comments of the week. All right. Well, we got some interesting ones here. Um, RT Steele wrote to me and uh, left a comment. Don't remember which video. I think it was my FDA video. He said, you're an idiot. If you are truly following advocacy efforts, you know that the FDA didn't reply to Johnson's chest-thumping demands, and his letter was simply meant to rile up the voting base. Please keep selling your juice line and leave advocacy to the people that actually deal with it. Sure, there you go. Evidently, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything about advocacy. Uh, Fine. R.T. Steele. Yeah, I guess you win. You win through one single YouTube comment. You've completely got me off advocacy. I'm never going to do any other advocacy. I'm just going to leave it to the people who actually deal with it. You fucking moron. You can eat a bag of dicks. I bet you're from Boring And too. This was an interesting exchange as well. Uh, This was on my last vlog. A fellow named Connor wrote in and said, what companies won't be affected by the FDA regulations? And so I replied, cigarettes. And then someone else named Finger Bangin' Fat Chicks wrote in and said, Cigarette are way better. (laughs) Cigarette are way better. And then Eric, another guy, commented back to Finger Bangin' Fat Chicks and said, Say that with your dick in a Satanist woman's butt. (laughs) What? What? Literally, what? First of all, cigarette are way better. And then, say that with your dick in a Satanist woman's butt. I don't even know. I don't even know where that guy's mindset is. Um, I don't even know. I honestly thought the cigarette are way better was uh, was way funnier. Got another one here from a fella named... It's M... It's Bimu. Um... This was on, I don't remember, some review video, and he said, WTF, you're so talky. Shut the fuck up and vape FFS. Maybe I'm an old guy. I don't know what FFS is. For fuck's sake, I'm assuming. Um, 
I don't know why people want to just see vaping. Like, when I watch a vape video, I don't want to just sit and watch some guy vape. I can vape. I can look at the look in the mirror and vape. Why would I want to get on YouTube and just watch people vape? Like, yeah, I get it that when you're in a review and you go, yeah, you know, the flavor's good. The performance is really nice. You want to see the performance. You want to see a couple of vapes, but what? I'm so talky. Shut the fuck up and vape. Yes. Duly noted, thanks. I will change my videos. Not at all. So this is actually an older one. This was one was this one was supposed to be in a couple of weeks ago, and I just found it. But Redemptify545, uh, he left this comment on my Noisy Cricket video because I was talking about how I couldn't use the uh, Sub-Zero on the stock Noisy Cricket because it clamped down the airflow and I couldn't reopen the airflow. And that was just something I noticed. And he said, all caps, mind you. OMG, use the fucking Allen key to hold the airflow disc in place. Are you are all you YouTube reviewers this autistic? Holy shit. Oh, no, that was on the theorem. That was on the theorem. He wrote, oh, my God, use the fucking Allen key to hold the airflow disc in place. Are all YouTube reviewers this autistic? Holy shit. First of all, it's uh, it's not cool, man, to make fun of autistic people. I don't know why you'd throw that out there. And... Sure, I guess use the Allen key to hold the airflow disk in place. That's sure. You know what? Great. That's great. If that's what you do with your theorem, fan fucking tastic. I, I don't I don't care about you. I think that's all I think that's all I got for comments of the week this week. So what I want to do now is announce the giveaway winner. Uh, but first I'm gonna show you some of my favorite entries via this smooth jazz slideshow.
So literally just a whole mess of entries. There were so many entries and I've told you guys my process for this. I, I, I read them as they come in and the ones I really like, I put a little star next to them. And then before I have to announce the winner, I'll go through all the star ones and decide which ones of those I really, really like. And I try to narrow it down to the ones that when I saw them just made me chuckle. And, you know, I need to clarify, when I say Photoshop contest, it's not using the program Photoshop. I'm using the term Photoshop in like a very generic term, just image manipulation. You can use whatever you want. You can use your phone. You can use your Android phone, your iPhone. You can use GIMP, which is free online. One guy used Snapchat. There were some really great ones in there. And uh, there's one... um, came from uh, my favorite one. You're the winner uh, from a person named Leslie, <laughs> Andy and Leslie. So they they write it. They 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 did this one. They did this one. They did Dwayne's World, <laughs> and it's not the most you know like technically amazing Photoshop thing. That's not the point of this. The point of this isn't to make like the most amazing Photoshop. Like, wow, that really does look like my head on Mad Max's body. Like that one's really cool, but I want to laugh. <laughs> and so this one, Dwayne's world, um, Andy and Leslie, you are it. You are the winner. Uh, I think that's awesome. Um, I'll email you back and get your address and get you this package of goodies as soon as possible. But absolutely, thank you, everybody, for entering that. The Photoshop contests are just my favorite thing. And in the future, when I do another Photoshop contest, just know that I don't mean Photoshop. Like, you have to use the program of Photoshop. I'm using that in the generic sort of just photo manipulation, uh, you know, uh, meaning of the word, meaning you can use whatever you want. Obviously, don't have to use Photoshop, GIMP and phones. And one guy, one guy used Snapchat. I mean, that works just as well. So that's what I got, everybody. Um, I think I'm going to wrap this vlog up. Let me do a quick scan around the room and see if there's anything I missed. I think that's it. I think that's it. Don't forget to visit august8th.org and uh, fight for your vaping rights. Um, That's august8th.org. If you've done it, do it again. Get everyone you know to possibly do it. You got to support HR 2058. You got to support the Cole Bishop Amendment. You got to educate as many people as you can. If you run a shop, educate yourself, your employees, and your customers. Educate, educate everybody that you possibly can. I'll have some helpful advocacy links down in the description, including august8th.org. It makes it so easy. You don't have to type it. You just have to, you just have to click it. So anyway, that's what I got for this week. I'm going to grab my little uh, whatever mod. What's the name of this mod? The dagger. I'm going to grab my little dagger mod with my little Aspire Nautilus Mini on there and just uh, vape my little face off. I think I'm having Brinner for dinner tonight. So there you go. That's what I got, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. And as always, yeah. Let's keep on vaping.